The following program may, and likely does, contain mature content unsuitable for younger listeners, up to and including conversations of a sexual nature. Simon and Chris are kinky dudes. So if you're then less than legal age, shield your ears, child. Or don't. I'm not your dad. Sing if you're glad to be gay. Sing if you're happy that way. Hi. Hey, I, I'm going to sing, sing something, I don't know. Hello, Hello. and welcome to Teabags and Joysticks, the kinky video game podcast. How are you, Chris? Uh, yes, um, I'm alright, um, yeah, um, I'm Chris. And I'm Sai. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. What, what? I may have done that slightly out of order, I apologise. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I hurt my back earlier this week, and it's getting better. What amuses me is the way that you managed to do it, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I was surprised when it happened. You want to tell the listeners how you did it? Uh, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> what he means is he's showing his age. Yes, I, I basically sneeze very hard and then my back wins. <laughs> You're over 30 now, Chris. It's all downhill from here. Hey. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's one of those things that happens, isn't it? I've definitely done it before. I mean, heck, I was doing it in my early 20s, so I don't know what that says about me. I don't know. Uh, you've got a bad back. I think that says. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> it's good where it counts. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Chris? Uh, so today we're talking about pride. Yay! Pride. When are we doing gluttony and, and sloth? Well, we already do that. Most. Ooh, that's a little shady. <laughs> Tell me we, we're not absolute pigs when it comes to food. Can I have some lamp with this shade? Okay. <laughs> gluttony, sloth, what's, what's the other one? I, I don't know, like... The, 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 my Catholic days are long behind me. I do not remember. <laughs> well, what's a really horny one? Is it is it lust? Yeah, lust. Lust, lustful, lust. Lust. It's just lust. It's just lust. Okay. Just lust. Yes. That we that we do like every day. Well, yeah. I mean, we literally the podcast is all about. Well, not all about lust. Not all. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. We are talking about Pride, we're going to be talking about what Pride means to us, and by extension what it means to some of our community who have given us some of their opinions. Yay. So this is supposed to be one, uh, the first one of a few episodes about Pride? Yes, so we're going to have a episode this week talking about kind of what our opinion on Pride is, like what we've done, etc., Mm. And then next episode, like, hopefully we're going to go more into, like, the history of Pride, 
like where it started, etc. Cool. Okay. So yeah, but before we get on to the main topic of the day, what's the tea, Chris? A tea. Okay. This week I want to talk about uh, racing pride. Racing pride, as in like drag race, or <laughs> as far as I know, not to do with drag. Actually, it is to do with drag because it's about motor racing. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're doing like your sports ball corner, but without the sports ball. There's no ball. In I mean, there's several balls, but that's a whole other matter. Um, <laughs> sh- sure, okay. Not the sports ball. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get no, you a little sports, no sports ball. ball there. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, kind of need one. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so racing, uh, racing pride have teamed up with the Aston Martin Formula One team. Okay. Uh, so their branding will be on their car, uh, and um, and there are some initiatives that the racing team is promoting. Um, okay. So they they'll be wearing their their rainbow t-shirts on the grid and that kind of thing, which I think is quite cool. That is kind of nice. My question is: Is that just a thing for June and Pride Month, or is this going to be a longer-term thing? It's going to be a longer-term thing, as far as I know. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, and obviously, it being Formula One, they do race in countries that has got questionable... Less than favourable laws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that will see a little bit of... Uh... Social traction, I guess, is the right phrase. Mm. I mean, it comes back to what we said with the cricket thing, isn't it? It's just like, the more this happens, the more this is normalised, and the more that people see this being reflected in the culture of sport and the culture of, well, just the general culture, I guess. Yeah, the the more normalised it's going to become, and that will hopefully lead to some positive changes. Exactly. Um, Like, even in... Um, countries with less than favourable um, kind of LGBT records. Um, yeah. But, like, I really... I mean, we should check before we edit. And we'll put in a correction here if it's not, but... Hey, everyone. So, just a quick correction here. It does look like this is, unfortunately, only for Pride Month. Uh, the rest of this discussion continues under the impression that this is going to run a bit longer, but I still think some of this is worth uh, having a discussion over, so just keep that in mind as we go forward. The fact that they're doing this for longer than just Pride Month is a good thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of coming back to what I said last last uh, episode, was it last episode or the episode before, where I was saying about how a lot of corporations just want to pay Pride lip service. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're actually carrying this on further and they're incorporating it into their, like, team branding, I guess, would be the right word, the livery on the car, etc. Yeah. And I'm assuming that if it's on the livery of the car, there's going to be, like, models and things that get sold that have got it on. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is... 
this is a company putting the money where the mouth is rather well okay no hmm. let me rephrase that this is a company that's doing it for an extended period and being visible which is in itself valuable hmm. the eyebrow that i would want to raise and check into i guess is how much of a contribution is being made to lgbt plus causes so uh what i can see is they are um uh contributing to the lgbt stem program so promoting Ooh, science okay. and technology engineering and maths uh for so LGBT this is not just people. With, uh, so not, this is not just we're going to put like the colors on the car they're actually donating as well uh they are developing a stem program yes nice Okay, I, yeah, this is the kind of thing that we need to be seeing. Like, if companies are going to get behind it, this is the kind of thing we need to be seeing. Yeah, indeed. No, I, that's I'm, cool. I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. That is cool. So, we, hang on, which um, racing team was this, sorry? Aston Martin. Aston Martin, okay. I mean, I've always actually been a fan of the Aston Martins, so... This is just like another reason to be. It's like I'm not really like a blokey bloke like cars and football and all that kind of thing, but like Aston Martins are yeah. They yeah. they're fucking cool. I like I like uh, Aston Martins. I like cars. Um <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like cars. <laughs> no, that's really neat. Though. Hopefully we see more of that kind of thing. Indeed, yeah. I'm assuming some of the profits that they're taking from this in terms of, like... Because they sell all sorts of merch. I'm assuming some of the profits from that will be used for the STEM program, then. I am not entirely sure how it works, but... Okay. Just having a STEM program, that is... OGBC oh, no, I mean, like, Q developing that and funding it in the first huge. place is a huge thing. Yeah. It's just, like, you know... It's huge. I, I can it's, see... Uh, well, Racing Pride itself is working with like several um, engineering institutes, like the IMEC are with them. Formula students are with them. Um, are there any out racing drivers? Not in Formula One, but then there are only twenty of them, so that's hardly surprising. I mean, statistically, you'd think one or two of them might be. Yeah, at the same time, there's also no women F1 drivers, so... This is true, and that's something that's always kind of made me raise an eyebrow, like... Yeah. Is this because it's a bit of a boys' club, or, like, are the rules around it, or what? Um, there's no reason why there shouldn't be any female racing I mean, drivers. there's no reason that it shouldn't be a mixed sport anyway, but sort of, yeah. I didn't know if it was, like, the specific... There, there's no rules against it, um... So it, it's probably okay. down to them not really being given the chance, to be honest. Then I look forward to seeing the first uh, female F1 driver. There had been one. There had been one. Years and years and years ago. But okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I think that is my tea. Nice. No, that's What's a cool on? one. I like What's that. On? That's a, that's actually really nice for Pride Month. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so what's yours? Um, okay, so a little bit of a disclosure, like mine is not really that focused with Pride for Pride Month. Okay. Unless you count 
Tom Ellis because (laughs) (laughs) so so, little bit of a warning before we go any further if you have not watched Lucifer skip forward let's say about five minutes you've got three two one the spoilers start here So Netflix just released the last, I think it's six episodes of season five of Lucifer. One of which is a musical episode, which is awesome, frankly, really cool. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things I love about Lucifer is the fact that they do do singing and it makes sense in world. But the way they did this musical episode is more akin to, did you ever see Buffy the Vampire Slayer's musical episode? Yes. So it's more akin to that, where it's like it's part of the story type of thing. Sure, yeah. yeah. But my tea with this is, these last six episodes are really, really good. Okay. And there's things in them that you really don't expect. However, they got a stay of execution late in the writing process. Because they thought this was their last season. Ah... And so because they got a stay of execution where they did, the cliffhanger of the season is slightly weird. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I fully get how that is the cliffhanger for the season, and that makes sense. But it's so obvious that it's kind of crimped in to be the cliffhanger of the season. (laughs) Okay. And so my tea is, what is it with execs that keep doing this? Because we keep seeing this. Like, we saw this with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We saw this with um, Lucifer. We saw this with... Is it... Was it Flash that was going to get canned and then got renewed at the last minute? The Flash. Like, this is a thing that keeps happening. In TV, this is a thing that keeps happening. And this is a thing that... Partly because of the way that TV happens and exists, it's going to keep happening. But why? Like, I don't know whether this is a problem with the writers or whether this is a problem with execs, but it's just like, we need to kind of stop doing this, guys, because there's only so many times you can kind of bring off this big grand, oh, yeah, we're going to finish and it's going to be this thing and we got another season. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's really annoying, but then it's also like the like the like the most recent um, James Bond movie. It feels like oh yeah, that that is the end of Daniel Craig's arc, and I'm like, "Uh, and actually we're doing another one with Daniel Craig. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is though, it's just like I don't mind it because I am all for more Lucifer because better the devil, you know. But, I'm sorry, that's a terrible pun. But, like, (laughs) it's... I don't know, there's something about it, it's just like... There's only so many times you can do this before Mm. it gets... I guess repetitive is the right word, I'm not quite sure, but it's just like... I I don't know who it is that's like at fault here whether it's a writing thing or whether it comes down to the execs but it's just uh, like it feels like it's a commercial please get your thing. shit together if it's going to end end it so that we can have a satisfying ending because there yeah. are several there's several stories and things that have been ruined by this kind of thing 
Because it's like they've built up to this ending because every indication is this is their last season. Mm-hmm. So they start building up to this grand ending only to have the rug pulled out at the last minute and go, oh, no, you've got another season. And that's great. It's nice to have more. But then how do you build again when you've just done all this? I know. You know? And I that's know. my worry with Lucifer now. Like, Lucifer is a remarkably tight TV show. The first, it's got the first season woes that every TV show has where it's doing its world building, it's got to find its feet, etc. Mm-hmm. But from then on, the moment it hits its stride, which it, it pretty much does about halfway through the first season, to be honest. But once it hits its stride, it just runs. And oh my God, it's brilliant. I mean, one of the songs on the OST is... Uh, it opens with... Um, Tom Ellis going, crime-solving devil, it makes sense. And I'm just like, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it just like it just works. Yeah. But they've been building to where they are at the end of season five for at least four seasons. Like, mm-hmm. just maybe not, like, absolutely consistently, but, like, there's been so many little, like, throwaway lines here and there that... There's a natural progression yeah. to this point yeah. in the story, and now it worries me that they've got to this kind of pre-climax, and they're just on the vinegar strokes, and now they've got to keep edging, and it's just like, it worries me <laughs> whether they can pull it off, you know? Uh. So, I don't know, like, that's kind of my tease, it's like, we need to kind of stop with this culture of, will they, won't they, right up until the last minute, because it, it just becomes... Not tedious, yeah. but like it has this risk of becoming unsatisfying for the audience. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think there are two things that happens in in TV, especially American ones, when they when they do the whole whole pilot and then the whole like renewal season by season thing. Mm-hmm. Like you either get a, a story that's completely unfinished, and then the show just gets cancelled. Mm-hmm. That that's another bad thing that can happen, or you yeah. get the situation you just described, where oh yeah, they're they're thinking they're going to finish, but then uh, they're going to carry on. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for more Tom Ellis, like quite mm. happily sign me up, but like, I I just sometimes you've got to know when to quit it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but with the. Uh, Little rant and maybe slightly drooling over Tom Ellis. What's on your joystick, Chris? Oh, so, yeah. um, I played a lot of what you recommended last week, which is um, Dorf Romantic. Ah, what did you think? I, like, I really like it. I'd (laughs) probably play too much of it. It's weirdly addictive. Yeah. It's weirdly addictive. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but I don't know. Maybe it should. It's just putting tiles <laughs> on, a, on a board. But yeah. Do you see what I mean about it? it's like the perfect chill down game, though? Yeah, yeah. But you can definitely do other things while playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can absolutely chat to other people while playing the game, something yeah. like that. Uh, whereas, yeah, you can't do that with <laughs> others. 
<laughs> other more involved games. Yeah. But now, obviously, um, obviously, Dolph Mantle, you got you're under no time pressure, so you can, you know, if you really have to think about it, and uh, yeah, I'll just just leave it for a bit. Uh, yeah, unlike some other games that you know, which is more. Line. Yeah, one thing that um, really impressed me with it is that you can kind of pause mid-run, and I know yeah. that shouldn't be something that impresses me as such, but it's just like for a little indie game, like I would understand if it didn't save everything and you had to start the game again, which, you know, there's a lot of games like that where the, mm-hmm. that is the case. Yeah. But it does save mid-run, and one thing I really like about it is if you get to the end of a run and you quit the game... Yeah. When you come back, you can go back to the little run that you've done and look around. And I really I like that. I know. <laughs> I know. That's when I figured out, oh, so it does save, even mm-hmm. though I've actually got the game over. It's still safe. <laughs> I know that you are a little bit of a competitive gamer, though, so I'm curious, have you oh. kind of fallen victim to high score chasing yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Do you know what your high score is at the moment? Uh, it's 21,000 something. Whoa, what? <laughs> I'm sat here with like 14,000 thinking I'm doing all right. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> okay, I need to step my ass up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. I don't even know how to respond to that. That's insane. I don't know. I'm kind of on the run now. That is 17,000-something. Um, how many tiles do you have left? Still quite a few. Uh, there is a uh, mod for that game that I want to try, which is... I think I mentioned this last week. Um, they give you 50 tokens instead of five whenever you complete a challenge. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you effectively get an endless mode. Yeah. But I'm waiting to do that until I've, uh, like, unlocked more things and, like, played it naturally for a few more turns. Right, I know they plan to put creative in, so I'm, I'm kind of holding off to see if that comes down the line quick enough. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a difficult thing to do. The... It's. I think it's just an I and I file at it, but yeah. So I, I'm no, that's kind cool. of surprised that it's not already in the game. Is it? It's. Is the game still early access? Yes, the game is still early access. So they can still do more to the game. I don't mm-hmm. know what though. Not I think they're planning more. for a full release towards the end of summer. I think. Okay. I will need to double check that, and I will put an yeah. edit in if not. But I'm sure I have read that they're planning to do it by the end of summer. I'm just curious what else they're going to put in to the game. I'm guessing they won't put in any more kind of different types of tiles or something. I have no idea. I I mean, it could just be optimising. It could be more tiles. It could be anything, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I speculated last week, like, it could be possible to do a multiplayer thing depending on how they handle it, you know? Mm. But yeah, like I, I'm glad that you've enjoyed that. I'm glad that that was one that uh, you picked up off my recommendations. Yeah. It's a really it nice, chill game. It I, think, I don't good. think it takes much in way of PC requirements either. Probably so not. Like, if you're I looking for something wouldn't. that's just like chill down, like yeah. I think we could 
both say we recommend it at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be one of those games that appears in the uh, Joystick Awards at the end of the year. Like a surprisingly good game, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my joysticks. Fair enough. What's on yours? So on mine this week, there's not actually been anything new, because this week's been a bit of a busy one for me. Mm. And we're actually recording slightly earlier than we usually would. Oh, yeah. So I've not... Right. Uh, about two days earlier mm. than normal in terms of prep. Not two. Um, so I haven't really played that much new this week. I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves again, which has been interesting. Mm. We've had some... Uh, well, the game engine has decidedly taken an objection to us at this point, I think. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in the game, there's these things called... Like, one of the missions you can do is taking on what's called a ghost fleet. Yep. And these ghost fleets are... I think you're fighting... I want to say upwards of about 30 ships. Each one... <clears throat> each take three shots each, except for three, like, captain ships that you get, like, in the final rounds that I want to say take about 12, 15, but I could be wrong. Okay. So, three of us, four of us, depending on how many are on that night, we'll go out and do some of these, because we're trying to rank up with this particular faction. And as we're doing it, on three different occasions now, the game has spawned either a Megalodon or a Kraken on us <laughs> as we have gone to fight on them. Oh, One no. of them... We had a megalodon that spawned on our our rear, came up to the back of the ship and was sat chasing us for an hour as we were working on taking these fleets down. <laughs> and the literally, fuck? it was just stuck at the back of the ship. Like Every time I turned around from the wheel of the ship, I could just see the open jaws of this megalodon that was just trailing the ship. Oh. And then another night, we were, we just finished out one of these uh, ghost fleets. We start heading back to an outpost, and we have, in this order, we had a Kraken spawn on us, mm -hmm. which we weren't in a position to be able to fight the Kraken, because the Kraken takes a lot more resources because of, of the way it fights you. So we managed to get out from under the Kraken, and as we are heading back to the outpost, we're about mm. halfway there, mm. and simultaneously, a megalodon and a galleon, AI galleon, spawn on us at the same time. So we end up fighting both of these when we do not have the resources to do so. Desperately trying to keep the ship afloat. Desperately trying to get all the loot we have on board back to the outpost. Desperately trying to kite them further towards the outpost so that we have some sort of hope. <laughs> it ends up just being a complete clusterfuck. <laughs> Somehow we got out of there. I think we had two wooden boards left, which are what you patch your ship holes with. And I think we had five cannonballs left. We should not have survived. <laughs> And it was just oh, one of those things yeah. that was just kind of crazy. At one point, I get knocked off into the water, turn around to try and find the ladder, and just see the jaws of the megalodon pass right next to me. 
<laughs> I, I just had a full-on heart attack. That it was like a scene from Jaws, you know. <laughs> and it, it was it was just one of those right. things where it's just like, yep, the game is telling us that it's had enough of our shit at this point. Is it though? I mean, considering that I often park the ship in such a way that the physics engine freaks out and turns our boat into a plane. Um, (laughs) I've seen you do that. I can understand why it would be sick of my shit, let's put it that way. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, it's just like I really haven't played that much new this week. Um, I jumped back on Animal Crossing Horizons a little bit, but... Oh, okay. Only briefly, like, I haven't really made any progress with it just yet. So, yeah, like, Sea of Thieves has kind of been where it's been at, because it's just like, when I've had a few hours, that's where I've been, because it's something comfortable, it's something relaxing, you know? Yeah. Well, until you get a Megalodon, a Kraken, and a a Galleon spawn on you all at the same time. Relaxing. Very relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, that's uh, that's my joystick for this week. Sweet. So, yes. are we doing a five-minute Marvel today? Yeah, I think we should do a five-minute Marvel. Roll the intro! Okay, so, um, yes, uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder has just wrapped. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I'm I'm digging the photos I've seen of uh, Thor so far. I'm like, mm. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, he, his 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 arms look ridiculous. Like, how how can anyone get to that size? Um, did Did you hear about his son though? His son? No, I yeah. I've seen some headlines. I haven't read about it. So his son was at like he said to his son like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Mm-hmm. His son's response was Superman. <laughs> 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 that's deliberate. <laughs> like, that that's, so deliberate. That's the cutest thing, though. But like, I swear, Chris Hemsworth, like his biceps are as big as my head. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, how I genuinely, how does anyone get that big? Um, like, crush me, you thundery god of goodness! You know, like his first thing, like um, when he was filming the first Thor film, he would say, "Oh yeah, like Thor in the comics was like." such and such size and yeah I'm never gonna get to that size I'm like I think you are at that size now (laughs) it's like hello have you looked in a mirror recently have you looked at your inseam recently because I know I have um Mm. (laughs) anyway it's like god damn I um not even one for like heavy muscles traditionally but damn I want that workout routine. Okay, I, no, let's be no, truthful. No. I want the body. I don't want the workout routine. No, exactly. I don't want that workout routine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put in that amount of work. Um, yeah. Oh, but also, uh, um, yeah. By the time this um, this episode comes out, um, we will have seen the first episode of Loki. Yes, we will have. They're dropping a lot of pre-trailers for that. They are dropping lots of trailers. Uh, One of which included the slightly extended cut of Tom Hiddleston topless, which... (laughs) 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 Well, okay. Yeah, there's that. Um, Yeah, they've also dropped the two Marvel Legends. um, Like, catch-up... Those catch-up compilations. 
They have, but I've not really watched those. Like, I'll be honest, because I did a like a full rewatch of the entire MCU yeah. during lockdown. So it's like I haven't really bothered with those. No, I, I agree. You don't really need them if you already know basically everything about the MCU. Um, <laughs> what is interesting to me is that they obviously dropped one for Loki. And mm-hmm. they have also dropped one for the Tesseract itself. That kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. Because the Tesseract basically hinges the entire like plot line of Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you think just... we're going to see Kid Loki? Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of here, different... Like, yes, I think we're going to see lots of different versions of Loki. I, I think we are going to see Kid Loki on, on the basis that we have seen a young Avenger in every single series so far. Yeah. I just like We're going to get Kid Loki. Yeah, I just didn't know that we're going to bring in Kid Loki like right at the start for the young Avengers, that's all. But I, I make, it makes sense if they do. I'd be surprised if they don't. Yeah, it makes sense if they do. <clears throat> I'm just curious how they're going to get that to feed back into the MCU nicely. Yeah, I know. Because One Division and Falcon Soldier kind of really fit nicely as ancillary. This kind of does because it sits off the main timeline. Mm. But I want to know how they're going to reconnect the two because I'm pretty sure we've had it confirmed that he shows up somewhere in Love and Thunder. I think. Does he? I could I be know. wrong, but I think. Does he? Okay. I might. I might be wrong on that. I might. I might be confusing some of the speculation. I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Um, but yeah, we we know WandaVision goes into Doctor Strange and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. As at the end, it's almost like it's almost like nothing's happened. Like yeah, Sam still has the shield and like. Yeah, the end game. I, but looking at the grandest MCU as well, I'm kind of surprised we've had nothing more in Shang-Chi yet. Like, we've had the Eternals trailer. I'm surprised we've not had at least another teaser for Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Which one's first? Shang-Chi's first, isn't it? Shang-Chi's first. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised they've dropped the Eternals one already. Yeah, fair enough. But we're coming up to time. Yep. <laughs> more on that next time, I guess. See yeah. well, That was a nice and calm five minutes. It was for once, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna get. I'm never going to get mad at hearing the Excelsior either. So it's like <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> but with the the five minute Marvel out of the way, let's move into uh, the main topic of the day, Chris. Yes. So, what is the main topic of the day? Our main topic today is pride. What is pride? pride? Yeah, what is pride? As in the seven deadly sins, pride, gluttony, the... sloth. Yes, lust and <laughs> um, greed. I think. I don't know. Like I said earlier, like I don't know all of them. Uh, I just know the few. Yeah. <laughs> I know the ones that are my vices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like so, we thought we would talk about pride because it is Pride Month. It is June, and you know. Every company with a uh, logo has turned them into the rainbow, which I'll not I'll not start ranting about. Yes, are we turning ours into a rainbow? We will probably be doing something rainbow themed in the in the cover art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always try and make the cover art something like related to the topic at hand. 
Yeah. It's like, why not? <laughs> you know, there might be a slightly tongue-in-cheek, you know, corporate logo version of the TV&J logo. <laughs> <laughs> but what is Pride, Chris? Because Pride is one of those things that I think is different to everybody, but, like, we'll come round to that in a minute. Yeah. Just if we're looking at, like, the basic, I guess, definition of what we mean when we say pride right now. Well, does like, anyone who listens to? to this not know what pride is? Well, okay, you say mm. this, and I was going to save this anecdote until later, but there are people that go to pride that do not know what pride is. But that is true. That is true. <laughs> So that might, I'm, I'm going to hold that anecdote until in a bit, because like, we do actually have like a, a way that we were going to introduce that anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Was... What, what is the idealised definition of pride, then? Idealised... Let's put it that way. Definition of pride. Well, I don't know. Pride has kind of changed a bit over time, hasn't, yeah. hasn't it? Like, it has, but I, uh, but I mean, okay. You say what is pride to me, and I, I would say pride is a protest. Like that's yes, the first thing that I, 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 totally I know it's cliche, agree. but pride is a protest. Yeah, pride is a, pro- is a protest, as well as a lot of things, probably, but primarily, hmm. pride is meant to be a protest. Pride is the LGBT community coming together and mm-hmm. going, "We are here." Mm-hmm. Like we're here, we're queer, and we ain't fucking going anywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. Despite what you try. Yeah, pride is a way for me to show. Well, pride in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, to not feel shameful, not feel. You have to hide. Um. That, that's what it is. I think I think pride is also like if we start sort of going a little more generally to like what pride is to us, I think pride is also something that changes meaning for you over time. Because the what pride was for me at my first pride, yeah, is very different to what pride is for me now, which in turn is also very different to what pride for me was in between those two points, which we won't say how long that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not giving all of my secrets away. I'm not saying how long I've been attending prides and things. <laughs> but like pride to me is coming together with the people that I love, both known and unknown. And saying to the world, we are here and we reject you telling us that we don't exist. And you telling us that we aren't worthy. Hmm. I have always attended Pride with friends. Of course, yeah. I think there's only been maybe one or two years that I haven't. And it's very much me getting together with like my queer family and saying, this is us. This is who we are, you know? And, and it's... To me, pride is also love and support and bringing all of that together into a finite beacon. Because it's very easy to sit here as as a queer man and go, you know, yeah, I'm out and loud and queer and I do this and I do that and I do the other. 
Pride is a is a coalescence of queer, trans, gay, lesbian, you know, every colour under the rainbow flag. Mm-hmm. And it, it's putting it, that voice out there and loud into the world and saying, we exist. Yeah. It is... Um... It is for me, other than the people who already are there at Pride, it's, Pride is also for the people who are of the LGBTQ community who are not able to join us yet. Mm-hmm. No, that's... Yeah. I think it's important that we... We maintain Pride... And we have a legacy of Pride, which we're going to touch a little more on the legacy in the next episode when we do some of the history of Pride and kind of how we got to where we are today. But I think it's important with Pride to remember that we are where we are on the backs of others. Mm-hmm. And others will be where they are on the backs of us. And this is kind of what I meant by it. Pride is a beacon. Yeah. Because Pride is a beacon to those like you said, that can't be with us yet. Mm-hmm. Sort of within our own spaces, within our own countries, within our own communities, etc. But it's also a beacon to the world. Absolutely. It's also a demonstration to the world that, you know, you aren't alone. We exist all over the world, and we exist everywhere. Do you remember your first Pride? I do. Yes. Do you want to tell us about it at all? Uh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, admittedly, when I went to my first prize, I didn't really understand all of this. Mm hmm. Um. To be honest, I, I'm not sure I knew what to expect. Like, I knew there was going to be, like, a march, and then there was going to be people just gather around in a park I guess um, <laughs> there'll be some music there'll be like, like lots of lots of different things like colourful things um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I thought it was um, what did it end up being for you though that first time that <laughs> I'm not sure you, if you're expecting me to go like grandiose or anything. That no, no, no. It's, like, really... this is, it's a genuine <laughs> question because me and you have never spoken about our pride experiences that we had before we got together. Yeah. Um, no, I just ended up sitting there like listening to, to some music and then we went to the after party thing. Um, yeah. Was this before you met your husband? It was. It was. Hmm. Did you go on your own? I didn't. No. No. Was it the first time that you'd been around people like you? Okay, let me rephrase that. Was it the first time you'd been around people like you so openly? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, all my friends knew by this point mm-hmm. 
Um, I have beans today bars and stuff like that. Uh, but that's still different from actually walking around a city. Mm -hmm. So I remember my first bride, I went with a couple of straight friends. Because sure. I was nervous about going. Even though, like, so I, I went um, with my camera and I was taking photos on the day. Um, because my thing was, I was very nervous about going. Mm -hmm. But I was really heavily into photography at the time. And so I went with camera in hand on the basis that, okay, if for whatever reason I get there and I'm feeling like, and this is very naive of me, like I, I fully admit this, um, if I'm feeling nervous or whatever on the day, then at least if I go with my camera, I can kind of hide behind my camera because this was something, you know, but also, like, I don't necessarily have to interact too much with people. Sure. Because I was, believe it or not, very timid, very quiet back then. <laughs> um, I didn't have the confidence that I do now. And so I didn't know what it would be like. And like I said, I went with some straight friends. And I remember, even though like, I'd been to a couple of gay bars, I'd been, and, like, once or twice, I hadn't really... Hadn't really interacted with the community that much yeah. because the community where I am is a little bit limited. But I remember being at Pride and having this moment of, oh shit, there's more of us than I thought there was. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was my takeaway from that first prize. Like, oh shit, there's more of us than I thought there was. There was a takeaway for me when I was there that nobody actually would judge you. Like, I was going to use mm. the word nobody actually cared, but that's completely the wrong word. Um, <laughs> like, nobody cared in the sense that, you know, they're not going to... Um, they're not going to judge. They're not going to judge. They're not going to, um, yeah, be, be negative towards it. Mm -hmm. So I still have a photo from my first bride of me, because one of the photographers, I had a pride flag on my back. One of the, one of the photographers wanted a photo <clears throat> of me, like, walking down this path with this random guy who I've never met before. Like, holding hands and looking back over a over shoulder over the pride flag. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> but somewhere in my collection is this photo of me and this random guy from the first time I ever attended pride. <laughs> okay. It was kind of cool. Okay, okay. But that, that's... It's kind of strange to me to look back at first pride and then look at where I am now with pride. Yeah. How would you say you've changed from your first Pride to this Pride? Well, okay, maybe not this Pride. Yeah, when is this pride? Actually <laughs> yeah. pride? Okay, from, okay <laughs> let me rephrase that then. From your first Pride to the last Pride that you went to, how would you say your approach to it has changed and your attitude to it has changed? I feel a lot more chilled these days, actually. 
Mm. I don't feel the pressure that I needed to do everything that was on offer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yes, I am part of this now and I don't need to do everything just because that would make me feel part of this. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm a lot more relaxed than I was. Mm. Like, first Pride, like I, I knew I was getting a few looks and things, but I was being not standoffish, but I was clearly awkward. Sure, yeah. Um, nowadays, like, I turn up to Pride, and I'm in my leather trousers or my rubber shirt or whatever, and people come up to you and it's just like, hey, your gear is awesome, this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, fine, and I'll have a laugh, and I'll be like, I'll throw myself in it a bit because, like, everyone's here for the same reason, in theory. Yeah. I'd also say that it, and this may be a thing to do with the size of pride that I go to now, because my first pride was just a little thing, a few mm. hundred people. Last pride I went to, I think, was Manchester. Probably. Just before they started doing the separate music festival thing, which is, I'll get to that. Uh-huh. Like, now I'd like daytime pride, pride parade, and evening pride are three very distinct things for me. The parade is like, let's see the community, let's acknowledge the community, etc. We get the corporate floats, but I mean, fuck off if you're only showing up for the corporate floats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I have made it what... clear before. I have a problem with corporate-only pride where they just slap a rainbow on everything because it's Pride yeah. Month. Fuck off. If you're not actually doing something with, with the community, fuck right off. I don't if even... you're doing. And if you're doing a uh, thing that certain companies out there are doing that, that, you know, there's a well-known meme going around the gay community at the moment of here's what companies do here and here's what companies do where being gay is, is against the law. No, 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 no. If you're doing that shit, fuck off. You're not being an ally. Mm. <laughs> it's well known I have a problem with this. Um, but yeah. no, like, pride in the daytime's like... We'll go and have a few drinks, see a few friends during the day, like go and visit the markets, go and visit some of the charity stalls, etc. Like talk and socialise that way. Yeah. Definitely. The parade, go like cheer for the community, sort of leaders, etc. Uh, and then evening pride comes around and, you know, glad rags and let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely very good to you know see the presence of gay owned businesses uh, oh, yeah. at pride and to just see what what yeah what, what stuff they have got oh um, god yeah and some of it as well like are businesses that i wouldn't have heard of otherwise exactly yeah and it, and it's not just businesses artists as well like you get quite a lot of artist stalls oh, yeah. at pride events oh yeah and they're artists that because you know we move in different circles, or it's not necessarily within my day-to-day wheel lives. I may not have heard of them before. It, it's no, yeah, like... it's difficult to find find out about the these stuff normally. Yeah, especially when certain platforms are uh, pushing censorship on anything else. Exactly right. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're talking about corporate floats, if a pride has only got corporate floats, like. What is there to see? Yeah, like I have no time for any any pride that does that, and any any company that just slaps a rainbow and everything goes, "Hey, we'll turn up." 
Yeah. Because we want the pink pound. No, fuck what, off. What's there to see? <laughs> like, yeah. why don't I just switch on the TV and watch adverts? That's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I get why they're there, because money and everything else. But at the same time, like, mm, fuck off. Yeah. But I mean, the... Let's not focus too much on the negatives, though. Let's, you know... Accepting the events, though, like I think it's important to point out that, like we said earlier, like Pride is a protest. Absolutely. Pride is a celebration of who and what we are, and long may it continue. But Pride also does have a more serious edge to it, which is that Pride is also a way of holding up our community mm. and saying we are here and we stand united. Like, one of the biggest issues that we are fighting at the moment is for trans rights and trans acceptance on a, on a broader scale because the number of attacks that's happening on trans bodies right now is ridiculous. It, it's mm-hmm. shameful in a country like ours. And I think you put it best earlier as well. It's just like... We're also fighting for those that can't be with us yet in countries where you can't be out and proud and you can't sort of speak up. I mean, pride in itself is an act of defiance. That's true. That's true. That's where it started, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first pride came basically on the back of the Stonewall riots. Yeah. The bottom line is that pride is for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone who walk, walks under that banner and accepts the common fight, the common struggle, the common the common decency that is to acknowledge that everybody has a right to be who they are. And I'm, I'm going to end up getting preachy here, so you might want to jump in before I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pride is for everyone. And I do mean everyone. Like, I think... I think Maybe this is the point to sit here as kinksters and go, that includes us. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of discourse. Like, there's a lot of discourse in the community of, oh, no, kinksters shouldn't be at Pride. It's sexualizing this. It's, no, I'm sorry. Pride is about sexual liberation and about progressive rights. Mm-hmm. That includes me turning up and being dressed in my, in my leathers and in my rubber if, if I choose to. I'm not doing anything sexual. I'm not getting off on it. It's not a case of you have to consent to my kink because, no, do, you, do I consent to what you're wearing? You know? <laughs> exactly. You have no yeah. say over my wardrobe in the same way that I have no say over yours. As long as it is decent for public, fuck off. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been biting if my If I can wear this normally on the streets... I can wear it at fucking pride. And that means if you're actually able to wear it, not if you think you should be able to wear it, because that's a whole other argument we're not getting into. You have the right to wear anything, anything that covers your body in a way that is legally permissible. That is the line. Shut the fuck up on anything else. Because the moment you start going into, oh, well, think of the children seeing this. Or, oh, think of the asexuals seeing this when you aren't ace, because there's a lot of that going around. When yeah. you start going going on this line of, oh, well, you're getting others involved in your thing and they're not consenting. No. 
None of this. These are the same arguments that got made against interracial marriage, against gay rights, against... Like, you go back through history, these, these arguments have been made in the same way with the same language time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. Stop giving in to that rhetoric. I shall stop ranting now, Chris. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, like, people who listen to this podcast should know anyway. Like, they... Yes, uh, but it bears repeating. Oh yeah, of course. I I just don't want to, you know, repeat what everybody's already heard, like probably a hundred times this month, like and the same thing every year. Yeah, I, and this is the annoying thing: like these same arguments come up every year. Yeah. But the thing I also want to point out is, if if you are in a position that you're thinking about going to your first bride and you're hearing all of this rhetoric and you're hearing us say this goes around every year, don't let that dishearten you. Because the thing is, pride is a celebration. Mm-hmm. Pride is a protest, but it is also a celebration. And I promise you, if you have never been to pride before and you're thinking of doing it, go. I will tell you now. You're going to see like a lot of alcohol fueled behavior. You're going. You're <laughs> going to see things that you've never seen before. You're going to. You're going to be in amongst a ridiculous number of people that is going to make you sit there and go, "Holy shit! It's not just me." Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. the first time I went to Pride, and I, I saw someone decked out in full leathers, and I looked at them and went, "Wow, I want that." <laughs> you mm. know. <laughs> It's oh, like totally. it will introduce yeah. you to so many facets of the LGBT plus community that no amount of well <clears throat> no amount of bullshit <laughs> sorry, there's no other word for it. No amount of bullshit will ever take away from that. There is no amount of there is, there is no amount of arguing that people will make. That will take away from you that feeling of, I am not alone. I I have friends who don't deal with any LGBT stuff throughout the entirety of the year. But as soon as their local pride comes up, they're there. Yeah. Because that's their connection to the community. That's them Mm -hmm. going, yeah, I'm I'm still here, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's also important to point out, not everybody who is LGBT will want to go to pride. And that's fine as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no amount of no amount of anybody else's rhetoric will take away from you that moment of oh shit, I'm not alone. No, and just it's a big thing of you know being yourself, really. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you may well find out about, like, if you go around the market stalls and the, all that kind of thing, you may well find out about groups and, and communities that you didn't know existed that are, like, sp- like spot on your interests. Exactly. Which means that you get to expand your circles, and that's never a bad thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I know I keep doing sports ball corners, but it's... Yeah. It's where all these, like... Gay no, no, sports group congregate as well. Absolutely. I mean, was it Manchester Pride that we were at, and they had the the rugby team and the football team? Yeah. Uh, each had like each had a stall. Like. Yeah, yeah. 
go along like even even if you only go for that yeah even if you only go for that and you only go to like have a look at the community section it's worth going Mm -hmm. just because you don't know what else you're going to find and let's be honest like a lot of the prides around the country put on like local accent and things as well but there's also a lot of good bad tribute acts that are done for the comedy Right, and okay. they and they know they're done for the comedy. This is like this is not me, me, me. Like there are a number of these that will tell you, like we do this because we know we're not the best, but it's fun and it's funny, and the community gets gets with it, sort of thing. Yeah, and these things are always entertaining to see. Like the <laughs> one of my favorite things at any pride is the community stage, because yeah. it's yeah. the community stage is always a combination of people that are like absolutely doing the best part on the show, and people that go up there to go and have a laugh with it. Like comedians that come up, comedians that come up, like your drag king and queens, like mm-hmm. it's all at Pride, and that's the thing that I love about Pride. But I also did a thing over our social media channels over the last. Ooh. Like week or so oh, before yes. we recorded this. Oh yes, I know. And I put a question out there onto our social media because, like we already said, Pride is something that is very individual. Yes. Yeah. I love the community aspect. I love that. Like we're all together. And as I said, like where I was when I started, where I am now, very different. You said the same thing. So we asked people. What does Pride mean to you? Um, we got some really, really good good responses from around the community. So, Chris, <laughs> do you want to read off the first one while I just set up the second one? Yeah, okay. So this is from Bullpop Rugger on Mastodon. Pride means loving myself as I am, a poly, kinky, autistic, furry, queer, non-binary freak. I embrace these as inseparable from who I am. To censor them is to deny me my humanity. Kink is not something that can be relegated to private as a sex thing. It is a fundamental part of how I experience love. Outside morality, I will be who I am, and it is on society to accept me as I am. If they do not, so much the worse for them. I love that. I really love that. I, when that came through, I was like, I, and I messaged them back and was like, like, we need to include this one because it's just like that is, to me, that's like at the heart of it. Mm. Uh, another one that I've got here. Hi, this is Phil from MasterSlaveLifestyle.com. For me, pride is a place where shame has no meaning and we can all celebrate our differences. It's a place where we all come together as a community and we can all be who we're truly meant to be. And I think Phil really hits it on the head there as well. It's a place yeah. where we all come together and we can be who we're truly meant to be. Like that, I love that. Mm. That's, yeah. Next up, we have Pup Tracken uh, from Twitter, who said, "Pride Pride Month is a time where we, as members of the LGBTQIA plus community, get to celebrate and show the world who we are and that we're here to stay. Pride is very important for that." You shouldn't be shunned for who you're attracted to and or identifying outside of the gender binary. But also Pride for me is at least is about a different kind of acceptance. Over the last few years, more so the last few months, my mentality towards my identity and sexuality can basically be described as queer as in fuck you. (laughs) 
As well as being a queer gay man, I also very strongly identify as a kinkster. For me, the two are inseparable. For example, my first major event that had anything to do with the LGBTQIA community was a pup event not long after I turned 18. I've worn a chain collar basically every day for the last two and a half years that was given to me by my partner when we started dating. I walked in. I walked London Pride in 2018 wearing my pup hood. I know I'm never going to get the approval of little old Deirdre down the road, and to be honest, I'm just fine with that. Pride for me is less of an exercise in being accepted by the wider world. It is more showing the world I'm here, that I exist, and I'm not looking for their approval. So they'll just have to deal with it. Uh, and then... Following on from Tracken, we have Craig from the Kinky Boys podcast. Yes, let's hear it. So, uh, hi, first time phoning into a show. Uh, my name's Craig. So, for me, pride means uh, obviously like a rejection of shame, but not just about shame about uh, our or sexual orientation, but rejection of shame about sexuality itself it is about um embracing the self uh embracing our sexuality and having a healthy view on sexuality and being able to take pride and power in that uh love the show guys carry on thanks thank you very much Craig. Thanks, Craig. and finally we have Voka from the podcast shut the wolf up and he says, to me, pride in celebrating friends, family, smiles and laughter, happiness, being yourself without fear, anxiety or shame, sharing all of that with strangers, yet who we feel comfortable around because they are allies. But it also reminds us of all that that didn't come easy and many people before us had prices to pay for that freedom. And it reminds us there is still work to be done. But for a month, wherever we are, we fight with laughter, love and rainbows. I love that last line. It reminds lovely. us that there's still work to be done. But for a month, we fight with laughter, love and rainbows. Yeah. Like, if that doesn't sum up pride perfectly for me. <laughs> so, first of all, a big thank you to everyone who contributed. We did have we did have a couple more, but they're they're the ones that really stood out to us to to pull into the episode. But there's a lot of commonalities across each of those. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say we're a bunch of feisty queers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, we are kinky. Yes, we are out there. Yes, this is identity, and the world is going to accept it. Like that yeah. is the epitome of what pride is yeah because like we said earlier pride is a protest pride is showing the world pride is being a beacon and mm. while everybody has a different meaning of pride to themselves the common thing in there is it is a chance to be who we are with who we love and i love that like what do i add to that what can i add to that <laughs> I'll tell you what, how about this? We've had all those definitions from people and we've talked about what it is to us. But there's going to be people that go, well, we've achieved 
near equality. We've achieved, you know, gay marriage and acceptance and so on and so forth. So why is it that Pride is still important now? Why is it we still need to keep Pride going and why we still need to keep the protest and the fight of Pride? So, first of all, as Volker said, like there are people who came before us who did all the work and we need to uh, remember what they have done for what we have achieved so far. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of equality, I mean, yeah, in terms of equality, we're not there. We're not there. We've got marriage. We cannot say this is the end of the fight because there's so still so much work to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll... Obviously, our trans siblings are still having a very, very rough time. And they have actually been on the forefront of the fight for what we have achieved so far. And there's no way we can abandon them. Not just what we've achieved so far. They've been there since the beginning with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's... That's what like they, I meant. <laughs> they have helped us get to where we are and the rights that we have. It is our it, turn to stand up and be allies to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And obviously there are still people elsewhere that mm-hmm. are under severe prosecution. But it, it, it's it's also things like making sure that you know, things like sex work are seen as work because like mm-hmm. there's a significant number of, of people with it who identify within the LGBTQ um, community that are sex workers. Yep. It's ensuring that we get things like gender recognition rights, better access to treatment for those that wish to transition. Better, better access to mental health support, better access access to secure housing, etc. Yeah. yeah like, not, there is still so much to be done. There is still so much more work. Um, conversion and therapy still hasn't been banned. Yeah, like in various places around the world it hasn't. I, I, and it, it's... It's very easy to sit here and get complacent. It's very easy to sit here and go, well, we, we've got ours. Or yeah. we've got there. But we haven't. We we haven't, and even we if haven't. we had, that doesn't mean that the work is done. Because let's say that we get to this magical land where everything has been given to us that, you know, is on the list. It never will, because the, the truth of Pride mm. is, it is an evolving movement. We will always be fighting to ensure equality and ensure representation. But let's say we get to this magical land where we've got everything. We got that after years and years of fighting. After years and years of protesting. After years and years of losing our loved ones. We lost entire generations to the HIV AIDS epidemic. We have lost entire legions of our trans brothers and sisters. It will never be over. Because even if we get to the point that we have magically got everything one day, we have to fight to keep it. Yeah. 
because what is given can be taken away and we will not go quietly into that night. Shall we move on to something slightly happier? Um, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> because that is a very like let's be let's be honest that's that is the bottom line that is the bottom line truth of pride. Absolutely. But pride should be a joyous moment for us as well. And I think one of the wonderful things with Pride is I think everybody has a fun story or even multiple fun stories from Pride. Like I, I told one of my this is like one of my one of the first photos I ever have of me at Pride. Walking down this path with in hand in hand with this guy that I literally met two seconds before. <laughs> Yeah. Is there any story that particularly stands out to you from your Pride experiences? Because I've got two that stand out for me. Yes. Um, I had one. I had one when we started the show, and now I didn't write that down, and I've forgotten it. <laughs> Do you know which one stands out with me and you? Hmm. I can't remember what year it was, but it was Manchester Pride. And because of train delays, we arrived, We both arrived in the city about 45 minutes late. Yeah. And we thought we'd missed the parade. So we jumped on a tram to our hotel, only to realise that we'd missed the start of the parade, but because of where the tram route went, we could catch the last half. <laughs> so we end up stood in front of... The preachers, because there's always preachers at Pride. Yes, that's another fun bit of Pride. And, you know, we've done our part, like, shout, shouting them down, down and kissing in front of them to various cheers and all sorts of wonderful things. Like, people were holding, like, the various different Pride flags to mask mm. them. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing that stood out to me is that when the Pride finished... Well, sorry, when the parade finished... We start walking back to the tram stop. And bear in mind, this is one of the biggest prides in the country, if not the biggest. I think it's second biggest to London, I think. Probably. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go back and fact check this, but let's, yeah, let's, let's say for sure it's in the top three. I don't know. Yeah. Let's say for sure it's in the top three. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're walking back towards the tram stop. And all the rest of the crowd that isn't in the village already is dissipating out because the pride has has passed and that's what happens. So we're walking back towards the tram stop and I'm 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 laughing and joking with you about, you know, all oh, the preachers, this, that and the other, they must have hated us kissing in front of them, this, that and the other. And at one point along the along the uh parade time, one of the preachers kept shouting, um Sodomy is not good. Top of the voice, sodomy is not good, sodomy is evil, this, that, and the other. And I turn to you, I remember this plain as day because this will yes. forever be on my mind. I turned to you and went, and I don't know what is going on about sodomy is not good. It's like, do you think he's ever tried it? And about, what, 10 foot in front of us, this woman who is in full light rainbows, like she's got the bend in her hair and everything else, turns around and goes, do you mind in front of my child? And I'm just 
flabbergasted because what do you say right now? And I just looked at her and looked at who she was with. And her child was very definitely like mid to late teens. <laughs> They've just stood at a pride parade seeing everyone go past. There is a literal billboard just beyond them with a woman in lingerie. Yeah. But I'm the one at fault here for going, do you think he's ever tried it? What? <laughs> do you realise yeah, the event you I just didn't... attended? <laughs> Were your eyes open at all for the last, you know, couple of hours? I, I that will just forever be on my memory. Really comprehend that. It's just like, well, what do, you, what do you think? That is one of the few times I have ever been speechless. Yeah. Because it was just the sheer hypocrisy of the moment just completely doorstopped me. I'm like, what the. <laughs> it's not even about pride or knots. It's just. Well. Have you not. So have your eyes not been open for the last hour? Have you not seen TV? Have you not. Exactly! <laughs> So in the grand scheme of things, what I said right there is nothing. <laughs> yeah. But it was the fact that she was so far ahead as well, and it's just like, she must have been earwigging like, quite heavily to hear me say it. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you realise, you can, can literally see worse just by looking at that billboard right there, right? <laughs> That's, 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 what, that's one will always be in my memory. <laughs> the other one that sticks out for me is we were queuing to get into the Eagle. I think this was the same Pride. Oh, yes, that was. that was Yeah, I think this was my story. Well, do you want to tell the story then? <laughs> was it? So, like, that year you have put on me uh, some temporary tattoos. Yes. Yeah. And one of them is got a massive. It's basically a massive padlock that says, mm-hmm. "Or it says locked." It says "locked boy." Yeah, and there were two pretty. How would you describe them? Pretty tall and muscly guys. Pretty hunky, pretty yeah. hunky. Yeah, and I clearly had no idea what, what that was about. No, like, they looked at me straight in the eye and was. I'm like, what is locked about you? All right. What? <laughs> but what what stands out to me with that is is they then saw your collar and thought it was to do with your collar. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that, that bit. Oh no, I remember that bit because I I remember them saying it and you looking at them as if to go, oh, <laughs> uh, we have newbies. <laughs> this is going into the eagle. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, they. Which, for yeah. those of you that aren't familiar with the e- with the Eagle, like the Eagle is one of the main bars that a lot of the fetish events in Manchester happens in. Mm. It's like we Collard happens in there. Um, what is it? Collard happens in there. Jock happens in there. Bound happens in there. The Leathermen and yeah. the Rubbermen meet there. Like it's one of the main bars. 
yeah. for King and what have you in Manchester. I think it's fair to say. It is fair to say, and the name comes from the the Eagles over in America as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, any any American listeners should be familiar with you know an eagle, and quite a few elsewhere in the world as well. There's one in Japan, isn't there? There is one in Tokyo, yeah. Um, but no, like they they came over, just like so. What does that mean? It's just like. I remember us explaining them like, to them, and their face was a picture. <laughs> it's like, wait, you've won that for how long? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember they asked to see it as well. Did they? Yeah, I remember they asked to see it because I told you to pull your trousers forward so they could see. <laughs> okay, I didn't remember doing that. No, no, because I remember that because straight after seeing that, one of them noticed that my nipples were pierced and I <laughs> asked if he could mess with them. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And like, have at it. <laughs> but, but what amused me even more was one one of them turned around and went, "I'm actually straight." I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you caught that bit when that was happening because you were talking to his friend. <laughs> I think you told me afterwards. Mm, yeah. So like, I've just got this guy like licking my nipple, who then just like looks up at me and goes, "I'm actually straight." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Pride welcomes all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yes, if you're straight and you're listening to this, I, you're welcome to Pride. Mm-hmm. But the gays are, the, the gays are not freaks that you... No. Like, it isn't a freak show, but you are welcome to come and show your support if, if you, if you yeah. like support the community. That's, that's the bottom line. Everyone is welcome at Pride. As long as you support the ideals that Pride stands for and that you understand that you are, you are coming to a movement that is, one, historical, and, and two, imp- it, like, it has importance to our community, you are welcome at Pride. Yeah. And I think that's probably a nice note to end on. I think so. Yeah, on a note when my uh, cock cage was being seen and your, your peers and nipples were being leaked. <laughs> Let's end this show. <laughs> Let's be clear, like, all of this was consensual. Like, they, they did actually go, like, is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is a nice note to end on. Like, fun stories about Pride is always a nice place to end a Pride episode on. Mm-hmm. So, if you've enjoyed these stories of Pride, please join us next week. We're going to go into a little bit more of the history of Pride, because this year's yep. been more about the event itself as it stands now. And if you want to find out more about us, you want to hear more about us, or find any of our socials, where can they find us, Chris? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as TBNJ Podcast. You can find us on Mastodon, uh, TBNJ Podcast at wolf.group. Uh, you That's will see wolf. us on wolf.group. Wolf. W O O F. Yes. <laughs> um, you'll find us on our Twitch stream at TBNJ Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want to leave us a voice message, that's anchor.fm forward slash TBNJ podcast. And in all seriousness, like, do please leave us, like, your fun Pride stories and things. Or if you've got more responses to what Pride means to you, please leave that as well, because we will include those in the next episode. Yeah, thank you for everyone who's left us messages. Uh, yes. And to, yeah, yeah, shout out to other podcasters who... Yeah, like, 
absolutely thank you to everyone who's left them. I do want to just give a special shout out to Phil from Master Slave Lifestyle, to Craig Great. from Kinky Boys, and to Put Volker from Shut the Wolf Up. Like, thank you mm-hmm. so much for contributing as well. Yes, go and please do them. go check them out if you're interested in, the, in any of those topics because they are really good at what they do. <laughs> yes, exactly. But for now, I have been Sai. I've been Chris. Thank you very much for joining us, and goodbye. Bye. This episode of the Teabags and Joysticks podcast was edited by TB and J Sai. The soundboard is comprised of royalty-free audio, and the music is composed by DOAK.